If you're not careful, you might get stuck in here. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 28. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me as always, Chris Newth. Hi guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Let's do it. Today we're reviewing season three, episode nine of Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction, which if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes that featured five stories. They defied explanation. Some of them were based on real events, others totally fake. In our show, we try to figure out which are fact, which are fiction, and we'd love for you guys to play along with us. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. We'll summarize the stories, make our own predictions, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. Guys, we're back. One episode has been aired. People are enjoying it. People, oh, people are, are Finally. excited that we're back. <laughs> We've gotten some good comments on the social media. Ooh. Okay, Grandpa. The and social the media. social media, the Instagram. Ooh. And, uh, and yeah, the numbers are good. People are f- having fun. Nice. We are back. Are they mm-hmm. good enough that we're going to get Frakes sometime soon? <laughs> Chris, how's that going? Yeah. How, how many? Um, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll do it. <laughs> that sounded really confident. Oh well, <laughs> I'm sure that's signed on the dotted line. Listen, I don't know if you following us on Twitter, so that's step one. Okay, <laughs> step two. You guys who are listening, tweet at him. Say, "Hey, Jonathan Frakes," in a, in a pleasant way, very politely. We listen to this podcast that we would love for you to be interviewed on, and uh, it's called Beyond Beyond Blue. <laughs> they, they say another we'd love podcast. To get your side of the and story. It's called, it's called WTF with Mark Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd love to get your side of the story, Mr. Frakes, about. Uh, controversial show that we all love i want to hear i want him to play one segment with us and see if he can remember that'd be great fiction that'd be great probably remembers every single one and every single pun (laughs) highly doubt it (laughs) (laughs) i the biggest question for me in regards to jonathan frakes in this show is how quickly did you film all of the intros because i can Mm. see a reality in which he knocks out a season in a a day oh yeah he probably worked like one week on this show in total in total <laughs> that's that's what that's what's fascinating i'm really curious about that so we'll find, we'll find out we'll get the answers eventually he has done one interview online that we could find a text-based interview about beyond belief oh. and it seems like he was it an in-depth it. interview not super in-depth but it had some it was i think it was a star trek thing and then they went into beyond belief a little bit but he, he how seems, does he look back on it fondly it seems like he he knows that the cult status of the show i think with the amazon kind of revival i think it's gonna be i think i think we got a good shot <laughs> i think we got a good oh, shot you guys and i would love to do james brolin as well i think that'd be so <laughs> oh fun. yeah that'd be awesome and if the show comes back not to knock jonathan frakes because he has a healthy career as a director yep mm-hmm. but i think it would be so funny if josh brolin hosted the new season <laughs> <laughs> i think he's in great. the same old coat yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have to be. Yeah, that that kind of beige trench coat. But have you guys seen him on talk shows? He's hilarious. That's oh, so ja- Oh, I thought you were saying you want James back. Oh, no, no, no. For the new season. No, no, no. James could make a special one. Oh, his son, Josh. His son, Thanos, guys. Yeah. Thanos, well, need, in costume of Thanos, oh, needs to host. I definitely yeah. heard Because he's got James nothing else going on in his career. No, 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 no. Josh is so free. <laughs> so free. His schedule is so free. Well, if he did it in a week, if if yeah. can do it in a week, you know, James can do it. Let me in just a time. Uh, throw my vote in for Barbara. 
Streisand. Oh, why yeah. did even though the context is totally appropriate, I was like Walters. <laughs> I don't know why that's where my head went. That's I'll fair. throw my vote in for her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's dive into story number one, which is called "For the Record." Sweetheart, you don't really believe you were adopted. I'm sorry, mother, but I do. You and dad are both blood type A. It wouldn't be possible for me to be blood type B. I always suspected I was adopted. Now I have proof. I broke these. You've seen them before. They were all taken when you were a little girl. Do you remember me telling you about the night you were born? The blizzard? Your arrival wasn't exactly convenient. But it was a blessing. My favorite quote of this story, I can't marry you until I know the truth which will be even sillier once you find out what the truth is. <laughs> That's a fair thing to say, Jesse. Not a, well, sure, but not about this, I feel like. I feel like this could certainly wait till after totally the wedding. Totally unrelated. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris, you're going to give us the recap of what happened here. Yeah, so there's a woman who is kind of convinced that she's adopted, but no one in her family believes her. Her fiancé doesn't believe her. She doesn't want to get married until she finds out the truth about that. And uh, she's using things like the fact that she's blonde and everyone else is brunette and like her blood type is different, that kind of thing. Anyway, so she digs through uh, some old files and she finds that some of the paperwork is a little has been uh, altered. And when she eventually confronts the woman who was a nurse at the time that she was born, it's revealed that her fiancé and her, who were born on the same day, uh, were actually switched at birth. So he is the one who's actually the son of who she knows her mom to be. That makes sense. And vice versa. And vice versa. So it's a classic switched at birth story. My favorite... Well, with a twist. They're going to get married. Oh, and they were were in love. A couple about to get married find out that they are switched at birth. I mean, think about it. They lived in the same area. They were born at the same hospital. I mean, the fact that both their family would have stayed in that area up to the time that they would have met or been in the same schools or like whatever. Yeah, they probably went to elementary school together and high school together. Or at least like... And I felt like it's kind of plausible that this mistake have happened. There was a blizzard. You know, there like technical problems at the hospital. I mean, they, they put in a lot that in there that makes it very plausible. I mean, horrible. This should never, ever happen. But like, I mean, does it? And would this be that crazy of a thing? Most notable about this story, what was going on with the voices? Yeah. Like there was some stra- either strange actors cast or strange choices by the actors. I think that's the theme of this episode. There's some strange voices yeah. throughout. <laughs> yeah. Like the woman who was uh, the switched at birth uh uh, wife in this episode, or soon to be married wife, was like had a little, little bit, of, well, a little bit of this, a little bit. Of this. I've got to find okay. out. I've got to find out if I've been switched at birth. Great, I've got to do. Really it. good. There's well, a little accent in there. I can't. Put my well, she foot. sounded kind of like a boy, so it's like I just yeah. I nail it right oh. away. <laughs> and then her mom, who's like a younger version of Lucille Bluth, was like, "No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think you are." But mom, you're not adopted. You're not adopted. And she wasn't. The mom wasn't lying. No, this story seems so plausible and possible. Yeah. But at the same time, is it too like to one of those kind of story TFTBF? tropes about switch to birth? No, no, not just too much of a trope. Like, uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is a story. The writers just want to do a switch to birth story. Mm-hmm. And let's throw in the thing. It would be T T T T T. 
to Wait, T-T-T-T fact? We got to abandon the acronyms. P.S. Since the guys also had girl and then crossed out, and he doesn't mention it when she finds hers, was totally ludicrous. Yeah, she comes across her birth certificate, and it has boy, then crossed out, and girl written next to it. And then, like... How much time in that world? An hour later, when they're talking to the nurse, the guy goes, "Yeah, my birth certificate did the same thing." Like that's just ludicrous. It's it's a it's like it's a little contrivance for the story. Like mm-hmm. if we had known that earlier, we would have probably saw where it was coming. So the writers kind of like backdated that a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I did find the blood type thing is a total truth. And yeah. so if the mother's blood type was say A, and the father's was A or O, then the child must be A or O. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, interesting. So that so the fact that she's B means that sh- those could not be her parents. So no, so no probably, descendant of hers had AB blood. Uh, based on the story, is what she's saying. My blood type's totally different. It doesn't match my mm-hmm. parents, and therefore okay. I can't be their mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah, okay. Interesting. All right. You know what's weird? I don't know what my blood type is. That's probably something I should know. Really? Do you guys uh, know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, everyone, your mom me. knows. Yeah. You should text your mom right now what I, your blood type is. Well, I used to donate blood. <laughs> She'll know. So when you donate, they they tell you what. You yeah. Know. All right. Let's move on to predictions. <laughs> and I'm going to call the hospital. Uh, first up, Tiffany. Ooh. Fact or fiction? Well, and a lot of can be contrived, and there's a writering as to you know how easily this story kind of all works out. I think that it's just totally plausible. So I'm going to say fact. All right. Next up, Mark. <laughs> the next stories. None of them are technically plausible this is the only one that's plausible this is it's, why i'm upset too it's gonna be fiction <laughs> it, all the stuff they're throwing at you are so it's so fact wait you're saying this one's gonna be this is your prediction is fiction no <laughs> coincidence equals facts i'm gonna go fact <laughs> but uh, i feel like it's gonna be fiction but i'm gonna go fact okay <laughs> kyle yeah coincidence often equals fact on this show and uh the other ones are just so crazy i'm gonna go fact chris for this one this seems like the easiest one to believe so fact all right I'll go last. There's some crazy stuff coming down the line. I don't disagree. But of the stories today, this feels like the easiest one to think up. It's like, oh, adoption, switched at birth, something, you know, it just mm-hmm. feels a little too easy. I am going to go fiction on this one. The lone fiction. There is one more prediction, however. Every week in our show, we like to flip a coin. Heads means the coin's going to predict fact. Tails means the coin's going to predict fiction. And we just do this to see if at the end of the show, the coin just outsmarted us completely. Is a coin smarter than the five of us? Yes. Sometimes, yeah. All right, here we go. Fact. All right, the coin is going to vote fact, and then we are going to move on to story number two, which is called Halloween. Can't afford that. Can't afford that. Can't use that. Oh, frightening costumes. how I feel about that. I'm playing by the rules. Halloween's a two-way street. They wear scary costumes. So can I. Few things have ever struck me with such beauty as Jonathan Frakes's face carved into a pumpkin. <laughs> it's very nice. It was quite a little a... deflated, but nice. <laughs> yeah. The pumpkin? Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a friend called the Pumpkin Geek, and that is his full-time job. Jonathan. Even in the summer? 
Yeah, all year long. Carving Jonathan Frakes in the yeah, jack specifically. Wow. Only Jonathan Frakes. Only, uh, Talk about a niche market. <laughs> He's like, I could really use a James Brolin carving. Yeah. He's like, like God, no. you're coming to the wrong guy. <laughs> this no. is why Frakes can never be on our show, because he's too busy posing for pumpkin carvings. <laughs> yeah, it's not, they're not, they, you, he's like, I have to have the real guy. I can't go off of a picture. I'm an artiste. Yeah, I'm an artiste. I'm an artiste. <laughs> Do you see what I have to work with here? All right, Mark. Give oh, us the right. recap. What happened in this story? Sure. Um, so there's a man named Harold Ratcher, and he's kind of the Scrooge of Halloween. He hates it. He hates when kids come to his doorstep and ask for candy. Something happened last Halloween that involved going to court with the kids. I don't know. I think he won. Um, his wife's like, come on, just try to get into the spirit. And he's like, fine. But he like dresses up really scary and then someone comes to the door and he scares the kids away and the wife gets really mad and he's like, ha ha ha, this is how I'm going to get back at these kids. Then all of a sudden, later in the evening, a kind of grim reaper shows up, knocks on the door, kind of spooky. He tells him to go away. Then he comes back, knocks on the door again. Now the grim reaper is holding a dummy version of our main character, Harold, freaking him out. Then later the grim reaper comes inside. Of course, the wife doesn't see the grim reaper and he kind of... Does he have a heart attack? He gets spooked, yeah. but he, then he start. He, she calls nine one one. Is like, mm-hmm. I think my husband's having a heart attack. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, you find out that the bridge was washed away, so it couldn't have been in this like typhoon storm. Situation. Yeah, this crazy storm in Southern California. Um, this, so it couldn't have been a kid getting revenge. It must have been death itself. So the story is asking us to believe: is the Scrooge being? revenged on by this kind of death creature or Jonathan Frakes, the host was suggesting possibly, was it the wife? Like trying to spook him. Which is, that's kind of interesting. (laughs) Well, she was upset with him in the beginning, right? Because she didn't like, she didn't agree to. His tactics were a little too extreme scaring the kids. I mean, the lawyer fees bankrupted them. Um, They have no food. They could only afford one pair of overalls. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they're spending all the rest of their money on pumpkins. Yeah, (laughs) right. They were making a beef pumpkin pie stew i think for dinner it <laughs> was like insane. delicious <laughs> what is the kernel of truth here the the wife maybe like uh, like this story is asking us to believe can someone like mm-hmm. uh get the, scared the kernel of truth yeah a, a a guy who's known to be grumpy like a screw halloween scrooge gets harassed by some kid in a costume yeah, I mean, yeah that's they, it. they even said he could have hmm. someone could have crossed over the bridge before it washed away so it's right. not like there well, was no way yeah. anyone or could they could have you know gotten a boat or something and cross over a river <laughs> the, bridge. the grim reaver on the boat <laughs> yeah i like how you're like he's death he comes in he didn't even kill the guy death did a terrible job if that was death yeah, he was maybe he's like death jr and so he's like dad all <laughs> i was able to do is give him a heart attack yeah we should point I out did. though real quickly it was one of the spookiest oh, oh it was very belief. creepy yeah chris what do you think or is there a ghostly rules element here chris is our ghostly rules expert or do you feel like it is more likely like something else going on uh i just think that this sounds like someone went to party city and got a a skeleton costume and and scared somebody let's move to our party city expert (laughs) no one (laughs) guys when we were designing this podcast i asked for two things a ghostly rules expert i I should have studied this is just so silly it's just so I I don't even know how to analyze a story like this. The it, you know it's the it, this is a story where the props get in the way of my believability in what's going on. <laughs> if I see a a bad gloved skeleton gloved hand come to reach for a butcher knife, I can't get into thinking this is the real Grim Reaper. You know what I mean? If you were an actual like animated skeleton and you wanted to not freak out people too much, wouldn't you like put on a fake dummy Halloween skeleton costume? 
Yeah, it does make it more believable, I guess, right? <laughs> this is a crazy, crazy story right. that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, speaking of crazy, the crazy voices continued in this <laughs> Continue. episode. Oh, my gosh. How many accents did this guy go through in the first 30 seconds? It was he, like he was like from Arkansas and then Tennessee and then he Jersey. En- he ended in Brooklyn, I yeah. think. Yeah. I was definitely, he's chopping the meat for like five minutes. Once again, the tr- uh, the trope of this, like the kind of, like the writers are like, we need to do a scary Halloween story mm. and get somebody like like somebody's breaking and entering sort of thing. It felt very like scream to me. And he's like coming in and he, like you said, he grabs the knife and it's like, just kind of, okay. All right, let's move on to predictions. I'll go first. A guy got really scared, had a heart attack on Halloween. The storm was going. I just feel like this is so possible. So I am going to vote fact on this one. Kyle. <sighs> Son of a gun. I'm going to go fact. Mark. There definitely is a kernel here. But it does also seem like they're trying to capitalize on like Scream and those slasher films. I'm going to go fiction. Chris. You know, I never thought about that. The time when this came out was a few years after Scream. Yeah, maybe they were just doing a fun Halloween episode. I'm going to say this is fiction. Tiffany. I think that there's also a believable kernel, but I also feel like out of all of them, it feels the most writery. To me. Um, and so I think I'm also going to go fiction. All right. Kyle, you and I are on, uh, an, alone in the raft. In the raft I'm, that's. I'm glad I ended up on the other side of the majority because I kind of wanted to be a contrarian in this one. Yeah. Uh, good for you. Well, we succeeded. Let's flip <laughs> a coin. Coin's going to vote fact as well. And we are going to move on to story number three, which is called Precious. Wow. Oh, and Wendy really loved that cat. I mean, Precious slept on her bed every night on a special pillow, um, followed Wendy around like a shadow. It was really sweet. Where is the cat? Oh, well, about two months ago, it ran out into the street. And Wendy hasn't gotten over the loss. No, we figured give her a little time. Yeah, but it's been two months. It's a little bizarre. This is going to confuse a lot of people who are thinking it might be about the movie Precious. Pushed by sci-fi. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, th- this whole episode is... It's not. It's not that. Guys, don't get your hopes up for that... Oscar-nominated. Oscar-nominated film. Not that. And I got to say, that that was based on a true story, right? Yeah. So that's fact. So... So... Oh, no. Correlation, causation, something. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling like this might be fact. I think we can ergo. go to predictions. Yeah. I think, <laughs> ergo, concordantly. Oh, no. We got to talk about this one. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, you're going to give us the breakdown here. What happened in this story? Yeah, so a child psychologist gets called to a family's house. They're having problems with their daughter who believes that her dead cat is still alive to the point where she is putting out food for the cat, petting the cat. The invisible cat. The invisible cat. Yes, invisible cat. And the family thinks it's weird for obvious (laughs) reasons, but they also think it's weird because the food is disappearing. Their couch is scratched up. So the psychologist decides, hey, can I take some pictures with old school film camera of this cat? She goes into the girl's room, takes some pictures, specifically a picture of the daughter holding the cat. And later on, the mom gets the roll of film developed and the cat is indeed in the photos with the daughter. Right. So this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that the kind of spirit or essence of a cat can not only live on, but only be visible to one of the family members in the house. I think that was the weird part for me. Like, why Why only the daughter can see? I mean, well, it's like whole- certain people have abilities that others don't. 
Done. Like, like see Great. invisibility. That's a D and D spell. So <laughs> there you go. let's roll our D twenty to find out if we could see the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how Jonathan Frakes the intro for this segment was a bunch of cat toys out, <laughs> and he's like, "These are some of the products aimed at feline fanciers." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm a cat owner myself. Never thought of myself as a feline fancier, but well, maybe you, now I should." You are yeah. now. So what's going on here, guys? <laughs> what is the kernel of truth here? It's an old picture on the roll of film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cat was still alive. Right. They do set that up a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, there's 11 pictures on the roll. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's a little bit of a stretch. But the stretchier part is that there's an invisible cat running around. It's so funny. Our younger audience is like, pictures left on the roll? <laughs> <laughs> what roll? Totally. This is interesting. Um, I have seen a psychic that said that she was walking by uh, a woman who was a little bit of a, maybe a ditzier woman, perhaps. Uh, if sure, sure. I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> With a, a little dog that she was carrying, and the psychic heard the dog say, "My butt hurts." <laughs> <laughs> and she this said a, to the is, woman, this "Did not happen." Fiction. She said to the woman, "Um, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, your dog, uh, your dog's butt is hurting." <laughs> and sh- the woman said, "Yeah, she has hemorrhoids." And it was like, oh, wait. but but she didn't question the fact that she knew that her dog's butt was hurting. But uh, that said, uh, animals uh, could have psychic uh, uh, abilities yeah. in some way or be able to communicate She's with us. She's not Dr. Doolittle, though. <laughs> <laughs> or is she? Either way, you should not let your ghost cat on the counters. Definitely not. The ghost cat should not be. It's dangerous. Ever. It's dangerous. The stove, like if they don't understand the stove's mm-hmm. on, they don't get that. Would the writers have come up with this? Like, it's weird and yeah is it weirdly a little all too makes specific sense? yeah there's just something it feels like the sort of thing that i in season one perhaps have been like there's no way and now it's probably true because they're banking on the fact that i would think there's no way it could be true <laughs> the questionable psychiatric practices of the witch coven in the last episode are mirrored by this quote from this psychiatrist have you thought about making your daughter stop it's <laughs> <laughs> mm, a good point yeah, yeah. Good point. oh oh well Oh, oh my God! Yeah, but we never, we never. Can I draw another connection? To, yeah, uh, you were talking about Scream, the last story, and in this story, the psychiatrist that you're just referencing is dressed like Debbie Salt from Scream <laughs> too. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes, the Billy's Billy's mom. Spoiler alert! Um, you know what they say? I feel about- like we haven't talked about this story very much. <laughs> there's, there's an invisible much- cat. <laughs> there's not even so much. Are to you look saying at. faults? No, I'm just saying, how much more can you talk about, like, oh... And then well, how's the food going away? The dad's the, eating it. How, how is the couch getting scratched up? The mom's scratching it. How did the cat pop up in this photo? There's and another brother that put the cat in the photo. It's wow. all explained. What else do you need? Oh, okay. Well, good night, everybody. What do you think we're doing here, Kyle? I'm well, so, let's, let's I, go on to predictions, guys. Oh, let's see what we're going to do. This. You're not first, Kyle. <sighs> Chris, you are oh, first. thank God. I did not want to go Fact first. or fiction? I enjoy the cuteness of this story, but it's a little bit convenient. I'm going to say fiction. All right, I'll go next. Is it possible that a roll of film was developed and there was a picture of a cat? I mean, yeah, I'm going fact on this one. There, It just is so possible for this story to have been, at the very least, faked completely. Tiffany. What you just said, Jesse, about it being faked initially... Um, that struck out to me a lot and that felt very possible. Um, so I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fact, I guess. Mark. 
yeah, I think it's plausible. It's a little too cute, which makes me think maybe it's fiction, but um, I'm going to go fact. Kyle. I'm still not ready. <laughs> Chris? Uh, I go again? <laughs> mm, fact. All right, guys. We've all made our predictions. And we now the sure coin, did, and now you're going to regret it. <laughs> and now the coin will predict. Fiction. All right, and we're going to move on to story number four, which is called Get Your Kicks at Motel 66 which is the most elaborate title this show has ever seen. In the same episode as Halloween. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Right now, you're going to tell me what's in our room. What is it? I don't know what you're talking about. Lie to me. No! I only know what other people have told me. What? A long time ago, a man named William Bonney was killed in an unfair gunfight. And some people believe that his spirit remained here. You're telling me that this hotel is haunted? William Bonney died on this ground. I've never seen him, but I'll tell you this. Tonight isn't the first night that I've had to mop up blood. Favorite quote of this story, tonight isn't the first night I've had to mop up blood. Oh. Creepy. Gross. Yeah, I don't know why Chris said that. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that mop? It's, a fanta- it's an invisible mop. <laughs> All right, I'll give you the recap on this one. So Joe is a cop and his wife is not. But they arrive at a motel. And in the motel, they start seeing this kind of sexy cowboy ghost. And Joe's been a little like, he's in being investigated about eternal affairs for this teen beating. It's like kind of a serious deal. Um, and then there's blood on the floor. And then the woman comes in and mops it up, the uh, owner of the motel. And then they see the ghost several times. They go in finally to complain. And Joe gets really aggressive with the, with the owner, like, you're going to tell me what's going on. You know, where are the drugs going? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And, uh, and the woman's like, people have said that they've seen this ghost around and this and that. And then Joe goes running back to the room. And then when the wife's standing there, she goes, this ghost, William Bonnie slash Billy, the kid, which we'll get into in a moment. He died at the hands of a lawman and he's always been looking to seek vengeance. The wife runs back into the room and the guy is dead on the floor. So this story is asking us to believe, could a ghost kill a man with a gun? (laughs) But whose gun? I'm going to, right off the bat for me, this story screams confusing forensics. Like, I would be more intrigued in this story if it was like, and when they looked at the bullet, it was an old you know 1985 or you know you know 18 whatever whatever 1985 cow- <laughs> you know the old 1985 <laughs> cowboy bullets whatever like 1800s it was an old 18 it was a it was a model that hasn't been produced but it's yeah. like this would be so like this feels like a guy under the pressure of internal affairs was stressed out and either accidentally killed himself through the stress or just committed suicide yeah this whole team beating thing did happen they go on vacation he kills himself and then later in the paper it's like oh and it's kind of funny that this is also supposedly haunted by billy the kid or he stayed there you know billy the kid doesn't like cops so there's kind of a funny tie-in you could see this you could you could you could uh, a real real knee slapper (laughs) i mean Uh, it just screams urban legend to me like there's just something about it that just is like oh you know cop killed in room that is you know people say is haunted by billy the kid but there's also something so contrived but not in the interesting it's too specific way because it's like oh and he's a cop and he's sitting in the room that's haunted by billy the kid billy the kid hates cops like i don't know i was just kind of like well eh. and do you did you get the sense that they just threw in the teen beating so we were okay as with the audience dying. with him dying well, well i just well, feel like well, that was part very of me was 
was also like, was Billy the Kid beaten to death? And I was wondering if they were tying it in with how Billy the Kid died. That would be, but I don't know enough that about would be Billy the Kid. Well, and also like, is William Bonnie his? Because they refer to him his, as two separate names. His real name was Henry McCarty. So who's William Bonnie? Because they keep referring to the ghost as William Bonnie. Maybe it was and an then, alias. And then at the know. end of the episode, we, oh yeah, he was also known as William H. Bonnie. Okay, you're right, alias. Yeah, you know, a, a regular Jennifer Garner over there. <laughs> uh, but uh, part of me thought. They were telling the story, and it was so hokey and ridiculous that they were like, how can we make this more real? And they're like, oh, let's throw in a historical figure, no. because every time we've done a historical figure, it's been true. Not so let's, every time. Let's try to throw him but a curveball. most of the times, yeah. That's- Not the Hindenburg one, but... That's true. Most of the other ones, yeah. But yeah. like the one about... Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, historical... Robert E. Lee. Historical people. People. That's interesting. Those have mostly been true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys, let's go on to predictions. Fact or fiction? First up, Chris. Fiction. Kyle. This is stupid. Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, this feels contrived to me. And I think the historical aspect feels added by a writer. So fiction. Historical figure? Fact. That was my vote. Oh. Mark? I don't know. You know, the urban legend and the fact that it's just like a mean, dirty cop. Come on, it's fiction. All right, we've all made our predictions, and now we'll flip the coin. Fiction. And now we're moving on to story number five, our fifth and final story of today's episode, which is called Phantom Drifter. Looks like you need help. I... The guys at the tire center, they uh, use a power drill. Sometimes the direction we choose is not the right one. You, uh... You were turning the wrench the wrong way. It's not a wrench, it's a tire iron. Tiffany, you're going to give us a summary. What happened here? Yeah, so, you know, we're with a troubled married couple. They're going through a rough patch. The wife feels like the husband doesn't appreciate or notice her enough. And the husband seemingly feels kind of trapped in the marriage and in his life. And they're driving to the husband's mom's place. And they suddenly get a flat tire. And as they're trying to fix it, this random drifter just you know appears from out of nowhere is able to fix the tire and then as a thank you they're like hey would you need a a ride anywhere and he's like fine and the whole time he's speaking in these kind of like fortune cookie philosophical things all tied to marriage about like how it's important to appreciate the people you're with and you know two people working together is better than one person doing things on their own. And I, I tried to write them all down, but he's kept saying so many of them. I just gave up. But a lot of things like that, that sounded very <laughs> weirdly smart, but said nothing out of nowhere. He just disappears from the back seat, And so this couple tries looking for him. They go to the police and they're like, this guy disappeared. And he's like, wow, you're the fourth couple this week that has talked about this, you know, random drifter. And then the wife kind of reveals after the fact that this really helped and saved their marriage and that they feel like it was like a whole new marriage after this event. A whole new marriage. (laughs) Don't you dare get a flat tire. (laughs) Especially if your tires are new. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) This story is asking us to believe, can a phantom, either angel or ghost or Mm -hmm. essence... That looks like James Spader as a monk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> monk That's Spader. what I no, was you, thinking. You know what it is, is a couple goes on a road trip and they fall back in love. 
Yeah, but can can the Phantom Drifter help yeah, repair marriages? That's like, what that's what they're saying. It's kind of well. The whole thing is, and the the thing I'll say up until the very end when they go to the police officer, I also I was like, what is this? But what it yeah. really is is the story about you know couple like specifically couples saying that this random spirit visited them at rough time in their marriage and helped it or saved it. Like it's because a police officer is there saying it's a reoccurring thing that it's like this is for I whatever bet- reason this drifter this phantom. This is his like mission in his afterlife. This I, is his I know of these retreats for couples that for married couples that are in relationship troubles that you go to and you sort of go on a spiritual journey together and then you come out and you've fallen back in love. That wasn't the story that we were yeah. saw though. But it but it is. They go on a journey. They if, go on a trip. I get that you're They've dismissing it. They changed it around to a road trip. No, listen. Of, I get no, that you're dismissing it, but if you were in... Dismissing you, it? I'm giving it plausibility here. <laughs> oh, you're saying that there's a lot of truth to this. Yes. But what about the hitchhiker? Do you believe... Or not the hitchhiker, the... What do you yeah. call him? Drifter? Drifter. Huh. What do you think about that guy? <laughs> they just... They saw things on their trip. See, I think this is That nobody else can prove. The story wouldn't be about that. It wouldn't be about their marriage. The story would be about four different couples claiming to have seen the same Right. Guy. How do you explain the other That's ones? That's what it is. At a marriage-saving retreat? Yes, of course. There are <laughs> lots of couples that have their marriage It's like saved. you've created this whole other story that we have not seen. <laughs> Only yeah. you have seen this other no, story. No, I'm interpreting this story in a different way. I don't think they got mm. even a specific story. I think that they heard that four couples claim to have met you know like i think it's really that they just built this around a story about but, a drifter you know the thing up. that doesn't make any sense to me here is it's like this guy is not doing any kind of deep dive therapy no. he's basically in the back seat reading fortune cookies to this the, <laughs> these people who are driving him and it's like you know what was one of them it was like sometimes the directions we choose isn't the right direction and it's like oh you know what I love you, Bill. Like, yeah. I'm back in... Like, that was the most implausible thing to me. Like, the kind of generic, nonsensical advice. Some of those things were hitting me. It was like the idea that... <laughs> At the end of the story, all of us were like, that sucked. And then Chris was like, that gave me chills. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly This is a romantic. There was some, uh, you know, like, oh, working together, you can easily pull things. But if, you, if you're if well, yeah, you working against can. each other, then you're... Oh, boy. I'm ready to vote. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a ghostly rules or a spirit or well, apparition? Well, we keep seeing this thing about the, you know, uh, someone who pops up out of nowhere, often in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. A lot of these are car situations where someone comes out to help them when there's no service. And, you know, some people claim those are like angels of some kind that are just visiting Earth to help you with something and then disappear. And that's what mm-hmm. he did. Speaking well, of disappearing, uh, they said at one point, uh, what if it's possible that the hitchhiker was just a an escape artist? <laughs> I was like, what are we? Who even? Because he got out of the seat without taking the seatbelt off. Yeah. yeah, that was like the big evidence reveal, by the way. Like, they oh look in the God. back seat. He's disappeared from the car. And they're like, where did he go? Maybe he fell out of the car. And then the husband goes, while wearing a seatbelt. And it, it <laughs> zooms into the seatbelt. Like, what? If that's the length they have to go to try to prove that this one is <laughs> a fact, I believe it. So, but- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. And. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to predictions. Mark, first up, fact or fiction? Uh, I feel like it's going to be fiction, but I'm going to go fact. Chris? I feel like we twist ourselves in knots trying to make sense of if this could be true or not. This is a very simple story about a guy who came out of nowhere to help someone into spirit. We've seen this before. Fact. Tiffany? Yeah, I just feel like there's an explanation that while I did not like this story and I think it's ridiculous, I also think 
that they would think I would think it was ridiculous. Whatever. I'm going to say fact. I'm going next, and I also feel fact. Kyle. A couple goes on a trip (laughs) and claims to have seen something or someone that helped their marriage. Yeah, fact. All right, guys. Let's flip a coin. The coin is going to be the contrarian here. The coin is voting fiction. And we are going to find out if these stories are fact or if these stories are fiction in just a moment. Stay with us. Hello and welcome to Beyond 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 Belief, the after show that talks about the podcast Beyond Beyond Belief. And what a great show we have today. What a great show we have. What a great show they have. I mean, I'm really stunned by the quality of the analysis that these guys are continuing to wrap their heads around. Pretty spot on. Pretty yeah, spot they're on. building an, an amazing repertoire now of different theories that are helping them really dissect the show. And the acronyms couldn't be more clear and um, helpful. Love the acronyms. But the tension is really... You can feel it in every episode. It's really building. Will Chris get 100? Meaning, will he get all five right? I mean, he is the only host on that podcast that has not scored a five out of five stories correct. Fact. Right. And what's Kyle's interest in marriage counseling? It was a little bit much. Yeah, he definitely had a lot of uh, interest in that. It seems like he's probably either been to marriage counseling or wants to go to marriage counseling. Yeah, he continues to go down a weird and dark path Always. as the podcast continues. And we're going to get to that and more. Stay with us. Hello and welcome to Beyond, 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 Beyond Belief, the after show of the after show of the podcast Beyond, Beyond Belief. We have an awesome show today. Well, we have an awesome show. I can't say the same for the after show. No, the after show kind of sucked today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To put it bluntly, I mean, it's been going downhill for a long time. We've talked about this. That show started out with some kind of good critical analysis, and then over time, it just kind of lost its footing. Really, like now it's just so vapid and empty and kind of meaningless. Yeah. I mean, like Kyle and marriage counseling, like unpack that. I don't know what that means. Yeah. What are we even talking Exactly. We are going to get to all of that and a lot more. Stay with us. Hello and welcome to Beyond, 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 Beyond Belief, the podcast all about Beyond, 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 Beyond Belief, which is, of course, the number one podcast that discusses Beyond, Beyond, Beyond Belief, the official Beyond, Beyond Belief after show, which is your one-stop shop for all things Beyond Belief, fact or fiction. And what an amazing show we have This today. one is a nail-biter, for sure. Absolutely, guys. We're going to get to all of that and more. Stay with us. Chris? Mark? Is that you? Chris! I'm over over here! I'm over here! Let's walk towards each other's voices. Okay. 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 Oh! Chris! Mark. Oh my god. Oh my god. Look at your beard. It's been at least 60 years. Maybe if there was a concept of time here. Yeah, it's a very... We're in... Where where, are we? I think we're in some kind of purgatory. Wait, hold on. There was somebody else. Oh my god, you're right. Jason? Jacob? Jesse. You were with Jesse last time I saw you. You were with Jesse last time. I was not with Jesse. Okay, listen. That's not important. He's gone now. We have to find our way out of here. Did you find the key masters? There's two of them. I found both key masters. That's incredible. Did you find the floating freaks in his riddles three? What? <laughs> don't don't worry about it. Anyway, wait. I want to know. I need your help, Mark. You have to say the phrase. Shut up, Mark. You know how we got in here. We played 
with fire. I will not go down this route again. What do you think is going to happen this time? I know what you're thinking. It's crazy. Every time we say the phrase, it gets worse. But listen to me. If we don't do this, if we don't do anything, who knows how long we'll be stuck here. We're going to say it together and we're going to get the hell out of here. Do you understand me? Okay, fine. I'll do it. But get this through your head. Get this through your disgusting rat beard. Okay. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because I want to know which stories were fact and which were fiction in this episode. It's been bothering me for 65 years. And I want to know where Jacob went. I don't know who that is, but let's do this. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Stay with the... stories were fact and which stories were fiction. First up, first story. This one is called For the Record. This one was about the switched at birth male, female, boy, girl, switcheroozy. Now, Tiffany, Mark, Kyle, Chris, you think that these people were switched at birth. I think they probably like had an idea for a show called Switched at Birth, couldn't get it made, and then later like got it made. They did on ABC Family. ABC Family. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's what happened. (laughs) Let's find out what the truth is. Is this one too fantastic to be true? Not really. Our research shows that a similar story took place involving a couple in the Northeast around the late 70s. Fact. How does that feel, Jesse? Terrible. (laughs) Let's move on. Story number two. (laughs) This one's called Halloween. This is about the uh, writers who saw the movie Scream and then decided to make their own Scream for Beyond Belief with the uh, farmer in the overalls, and he had a heart attack at the end. Kyle, you think this happened. I agree with you. Mark, Chris, Tiffany, you guys think this is fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did you think our research staff found a story inspired by an actual event? Not this time the creation of a writer fiction yeah how are you feeling jesse feeling great (laughs) could it be that these are as predictable as i thought they'd be this episode usually they're not they could be but if that's true are you going for it this time i am going for the hundred that's right you guys i'll announce it again i'm still going for that hundred it's been chris you haven't talked about the hundred in a while what episode is this this is episode 28. 27 <laughs> times I've been wrong. You've never gotten a perfect score. Some of us have. I remember starting this season have. off with <laughs> maybe more two, than two hundos back to back. You mm-hmm. did. That was fantastic. And you keep bringing it up a lot. Yeah. Just yeah. to rub it in Chris's face. <laughs> you guys, sorry you guys have to hear it. It's, it's just weird. So wait, you said two episodes in the beginning of the season and then since how have you been doing? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My favorite quote from you last week, Kyle, was when Chris gets it wrong, I get it right no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go on to story number three, which is called Precious. This is the one about the invisible cat and the therapist and finding the photo. Now, I think this actually happened. Tiffany, Mark, Kyle, you guys agree with me. Chris, you think it's pure fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did we make up this story of the young woman obsessed by a cat that nobody but her could see? No. This story is inspired by an actual event that took place near Paris in the mid-50s. Fact. Okay, if I knew it was Paris, <laughs> I would have, have said the, fact for yeah, sure. The French thing throws it all off. By the way, you missed out on a good pun, Jesse, because you said, was it pure fiction or was it perfect? Uh, I felt pretty good about it. <laughs> 
You sound like Gollum right now. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's what my cat sounds like. It's okay. horrifying. You, I need to take it to the vet. The cat really was named Precious. What is it? Feline yeah. furry. Precious. What was it? You're a feline Fancy. furry. Feline no furry. <laughs> oh, Fancier. Oh, okay. Sorry. Jesus. They could be the same thing. All right, guys, let's move on to story number four. This one's called Get Your Kicks at Motel 66. This is the one about the guy who was accused and investigated by Eternal Affairs for the teen beating and then ended up dying by the hands of William Bonney. Let's find out what the truth is. According to our research, a similar event to this one did occur in a period between the world wars and the American Southwest. It's fact. Fact. Jesus. Yeah, we've got to we got to like think yeah, more strategically yeah. in that sense. Like, could this have happened in like in a know, different time period? Totally I, different that's time so period. hard because if you go that far back, anything can happen in certain like yeah, in certain like, time the game periods. Of, the game of telephone is in, insane back then. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, wow. let's go on to the fifth and final story. This one is called Phantom Drifter. This is the one about the uh, James Spader monk in the backseat of the car reading off fortune cookie advice and changing four or five couples lives, you guys. Or if you're Kyle, this is about a marriage retreat. Um, <laughs> not sure what he was watching on his phone. Don't worry. Uh, we all got this one right. <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out what the truth is. If you thought this one was based on an actual event, you're right. It's a story that has been reported by travelers along a highway in New York State. It's fact. Fact. All right, guys, let's go ahead and tally our scores. Did anyone only get one correct this week? You? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I know you wanted me to fail hard. The coin? Uh, do. The coin. Yeah. Uh, Eat that coin. Yeah, so that fuck means you, coin. The very <laughs> Jesus Christ, that really escalated. <laughs> These are very aggressive. Oh, oh my God, it's just a piece of metal, guys. <laughs> it helps even, me do laundry. It's not even sentient. Oh, God. Um, it beats yeah. me so many times. At the, at the very least, we can all say we beat the coin this week. Did anyone only get two correct this week? I was motioning towards you. You're Jesse. motioning towards me? Why do you think I did so bad? <laughs> because. Because I got three right. Who's with me? Kyle? Jesse and Wait, I. can I be... The two of us got... Can I be honest? I don't know my score. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? I'm not sure how many I got right. I'm trying to look over at your sheet to see. Why but... were you not keeping track? My computer died. <laughs> Chris, you're tied with Kyle and I at three correct. Oh, cool. Hey. Wow, there you go. Back to your 60%. I feel like every time you go for the 100, you go to 60. Yeah. But when you're not going and Regression talking... Regression to the mean. But when you're not talking... It is true. But when you're not talking about the 100, you usually get four, I feel oh. like. Maybe I'm making it You should try to get them all wrong bias. one week. Just mm -hmm. purposely try to get them all wrong. That's yeah. not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. So, Tiffany Mark, what did you guys do? Four out of five. Four, Four out, out of five. five. Oh. Congratulations. Oh. Tiffany Mark is our winners this week. Oh, thanks. I'm not applauding. Well, you I should applaud Mark, though. No, but everyone's applauding us. Oh, okay. <laughs> what I, what I did you say applauding? I did the first time, but then Ooh, I tried I kinda to like that applauding. Word. Yeah, speaking of applauding, guys, let's give a big round of applauding hands to the listeners for making last week's episode. What was the... Uh, Chris? Oh, uh, highest number of overnight downloads yet for a single episode. So people that's were- up to, That's you guys. Yeah, that's you guys. You, you were uh, looking for us to come back, excited for us to come back, and now we're back. Keep spreading the word to Yeah, the, keep to telling your friends. your friends. So thank you all for downloading and listening. And until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. 
Ambient Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, subscribe and rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All the audio clips are used strictly for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com as well as find the show notes there and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.